Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. And welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I am live in Los Angeles today. And what I've noticed the whole day is I feel a lot of energy and electricity in the air. I've even found it hard to just get grounded and settled today. I don't know if anyone else listening is feeling like that too. So I just want to own that and put it out here. We have a really dynamic guest coming on in just a couple of minutes. Before that, to introduce myself, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I use modalities of both Reiki healing and EMDR in my practice. And I have offices in Los Angeles and New Orleans. If you're interested to schedule sessions in person on location, by either phone or Skype, find me on my website, which is nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising on this show, that would be fantastic. Reach out to me that way as well. And um, you can find episodes of past episodes of this show on YouTube to, to listen whenever you want to. So I started the show because I love hearing people's stories and and wanting to get more stories out to the world, people that I admire, authors, leaders, friends, colleagues, and I believe that all of our contributions matter in making this world a better place. So that's why I'm doing what I do. I'm going to introduce my guest today, Michelle Polino. She is quite a dynamic woman. She is currently the national entertainment reporter for Fox News Radio. She has been a talk show host on her show, Pure Polino, on UBN Radio. She's been a news anchor on CBS and NPR, a filmmaker. She has produced and directed over 250 reality shows on NBC, Showtime, let me think what else, TLC, Fox, CBS, A&E, Logo, and in a former life, she was a chef apprentice, an airplane pilot, and astrologer, and I think she has a unique gift of communicating about popular culture, connecting that with, with personalities and people in the media and in culture. So today we are going to talk about some really big things going on in the world, the current state of affairs with the Orlando shooting, issues relating to gun control and the election. And I think she's going to take the show in the direction of implementing an astrological perspective to the candidates, the the shooter, and, and just various things happening in the world. So I am happy to introduce and bring on Michelle Polino. I sound way more important than uh, I actually am. You're amazing. <laughs> That's uh, That was an amazing intro. Thank was, you. Uh, uh, sometimes you don't realize the stuff that you do until somebody talks about the stuff that you do. Do you know what I mean? I totally know what you mean, Michelle. Because when I've, I've just from being your friend and knowing about all the things you've done and researching, I'm like, wow, this woman has done a lot. <laughs> um, well, I've, uh, you know what it is? I think there's, there's people in, like, I don't know if this is you, but I think for me, I, I always want to be accomplishing something. Like, I'm never one to go home and watch TV, although I do watch a lot of TV, but uh, sure. I'm not one to like go home and say, okay, I'm done. Uh, I'm always yeah. the kind of person that says, huh, like this is an intriguing show. I, it would be great to kind of like write something like this, like stuff like that is, yes. is kind of the driving force, I think. Yeah, that's what's gotten you to do so many things. And I think makes you good at your job now, which I'm so curious to know about at some point, just what it's like to be an entertainment reporter for Fox. Well, um, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty amazing. Um, I think that one of the things that I, I do really well is 
is you have to have a personality that adapts, can take um, constructive criticism, adapt, <coughs> and then go after it uh, vigorously and with enthusiasm. Uh, if you want to yeah. succeed in, in anything that you do, I think that's what I think that's what makes me good at my job. Is that I I am I'm also kind of a perfectionist when it comes to um, my reports. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, as far as radio goes, I don't want any sound to be off in any way. I want the clip to uh, and the soundbite to be clear and tell the story. Uh, I think radio is such an art form that, I, and it's transforming. It's transforming yeah. with podcasts and, and the Internet. I think there's a lot of people in this world that are going, okay, where is it going? It's just like television. I don't even watch television anymore. Yeah. I go home and I open up my laptop and I watch my shows on my laptop and I do everything on my laptop. It's a totally different world now. And radio is adapting now with podcasts and you, you're able to do your own thing. Yes, I love that, Michelle. Love it. I had two interns here uh, the other day and I said, if I, you have such an opportunity right now. Yes, you're interning at Fox News, which is awesome. Yeah. But what are you doing after this? Are you going home, making yourself dinner? Like, go home and start your own podcast. Yes. Develop your personality. This is where you get to develop who you are as a journalist in those young, formative years. And now you have this forum, this thing called the Internet, where you get to do it. You know what Mm. I mean? Yeah. And put it out there. Right. Because that's what this is, is, you know, especially our media and broadcast journalism is, about not just it's, it's about telling the story it's about telling both sides of every story but it's also each one of us has a unique voice it's about developing that unique voice yes. writing in the style that you speak and i think caring about what you do which comes through in your work very clear that you care about these stories and who you're interviewing and where you're at you know getting the scoop to share with everyone it totally comes through yeah, Los Angeles is the epicenter of the world. As much Marianne as Williamson said that that night we yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, and I and that has resonated with me. That has resonated with me deep mm-hmm. within me because it's true. It's, we tell a story here that affects change. New we York do. may broadcast it because that is the broadcasting center of the world, but we are the genesis of the stories that create change. It's so cool. Los Angelinos. Yes. Yes. So, yes, there's there's a specialness here, I think. And that's why I think, for me, broadcasting from Los Angeles, uh, and and the entertainment industry affects everybody, no matter who they are. It is a part of our daily life. And that's why these people become so popular and and we talk about them all day long. We talk about the shows that we love. This is what I do all day long. Yeah. And um, we talk about, uh, for instance, Oprah. Oprah talked about the Orlando shootings today. Actually, okay. I believe that. Uh, I believe we do have a clip. This is what it's so great about. Oh, great! Yeah, we do. This is um, Oprah talks to the Associated Press um, at the premiere of her new show, Greenleaf. And she kind of posed a question, and it was more of a statement. So here she talks about the Orlando shooting. What number is enough, is high enough to get our attention so that we will say enough? I thought the number was 26 in Newtown. I thought that was the number. And then we heard 32, and then we now it's 50. So, yeah. And today she also came out and endorsed Hillary Clinton. So perhaps Great. this yeah. is, is part of that because she really didn't stop there. She went on to talk about the weapon used at the Orlando mm-hmm. shooting. One side says guns don't kill people, people kill people. That is true. But are we a country that really believes that assault weapons should be made available to anybody? Are assault weapons necessary? I, I, I just say enough. The entertainment world affects all of us, and mm-hmm. the people in it are important in politics as well. They are the newsmakers. Yeah. So 
That's why I take my job seriously. That's How did you find this industry? Um, it found me. It found uh. me. I never even thought about it <laughs> at all. I was a psychology major in college. Wow. And, yeah. Well, and you I, use those skills, though, in your work. I do. I do. And uh, met a guy and really liked him. Right. And he said to me, you need to put that voice on the air. Wow. And I was like, ah, okay, <laughs> whatever you say. And I did. I, I started my own radio show at the college radio station. And Lisa, I immediately thought, oh, my God, people get paid to do this? Wow. It was no a natural idea. fit. Yeah. It was. It was like, oh, and then I built a little bit of a following my show and the show grew and then I eventually switched schools and, and, and went to San Diego State and uh, majored in journalism. And it was like everything just unfolded. Like literally my first job, my first internship, they hired me. Wow. Yeah. They hired me. And so you went like, to school at San Diego State, I think, correct? Yeah. 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 So, and it just literally, and I was flying, I was, next thing I know, I was in planes learning to fly because my, my pilot, I was a traffic reporter in, in San Diego. Ah. My pilot was also, uh, he was able to give me lessons and he was certified. So I learned to fly. That was how I learned to fly in Miramar. Uh, I flew out of, uh, not Miramar, but uh, Montgomery Field in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah. how life evolves and takes it, us it to different places. You're yeah. You're right. It evolves when you're open and, and kind of really <clears throat> ready for it. Because mm-hmm. I left the industry for a long time because I was, wasn't getting where I wanted to go and I got frustrated. And I was like, all right, I'm banging my head against the wall. I want to be the best in the industry. I want to be the best. And I wasn't getting there. So I, I was just like, okay, like, I want to be the morning anchor. I want to be this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't getting there. So I said, okay, I'm, all right, maybe this is not where I need to be. Maybe I need to be elsewhere. And that's when I made the jump to television, to reality TV. I called up a friend. I said, I know you're over at Banyan uh, and doing trading spaces. Any way I can get in there? Okay. And that happened again very uh, easily. Yeah, fluidly. Fluidly. And next thing I know, I was, I was producing reality shows. <laughs> wow. And I yeah. know. And, wow. And it, it just happens because... You were open. It, yeah. And willing yeah. to push yourself, I think. You know, facing any fears that you had and not knowing how to do things and just stepping forward and doing them. I love... Uh, I also crave kind of that. And I think that's what also pushes me. Like, I'll never be the kind of person that says, okay, I have a nine-to-five job. I'm going to go home and, you know, be comfortable in this. Because now now I go home and I'm starting to pick up producing movies again. Calling people, saying, okay, listen, I got some nights free. (laughs) Let's uh, let's read the script. Let me see what's happening here. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love... Jump! I like stepping off um, edges and yeah, seeing where I'll fall. Wow. Yes, I feel like I've been doing a lot of that lately. With you know, I moved to Los Angeles yesterday with my two Big cats. Show. Congratulations! And Thank you. Home. Thank you. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, but but it feels right, and I'm one to step into my fears. Also, it, yeah. I I kind of direct my life where if there's a thought, something that really scares me, I feel like I have to do that thing. Like it's also the Aries in your chart. (laughs) Oh, so much Aries. Yes. Like if I feel a fear, like starting the radio show, I was like, you have to do it. It's a fear that has become familiar. Like when I feel it, it's kind of like, oh shit. But also, oh yeah. Like, cause that's the next place in my life that I move myself to literally and figuratively. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. So I resonate with how you've kind of moved through your life, too, in these ways. That's, that's exactly how I move through my life. That's it. It's like that's what drives me, that, that beautiful kind of this, this overwhelming kind of, oh, my gosh, can I do this kind of fear? Yes. Like that kind of drives me. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of afraid. 
even before like I go on with you, I have moments of, oh, can I do this? I'm oh, that's it. Going on I had no idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, but I love that feeling when I know this is, you know, when, when there's breaking news that also yeah. drives me. Oh, um, I bet. It's and that's what the the pulse of a newsroom is is one of the most amazing things that you could ever be a part of because you are a part of something very important. You're yeah. giving information uh, information to people about, you know, something either tragic or great. Most of the time it's tragic with news. It's unfortunate. Right. Uh, but breaking news is when you're in a, a newsroom and you're part of that team, it is one of the most exhilarating amazing feelings in your life it's it's incredible really yeah and you're disseminating information like as you were just speaking i kind of flashed to back where there were tribes and you know different like information was disseminated around a fire like storytelling it's like you're doing storytelling but now at such a mass level and how cool that is to be a part of disseminating information from its origin its genesis that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, and what an amazing, what an amazing thought that is. is there's so much information. Like I did uh, live coverage on the San Bernardino shootings. Mm. So here I am anchoring a broadcast, and I know how important this is. It's gut wrenchingly horrific at the same time. So right. you are trying to get all the correct information, and all your colleagues are coming together with you disseminating all this information and unifying and then getting it out to people. Uh, your colleague, as you go on the air and you're going back and forth with the anchor and I'm covering it over here, I'm getting information, notes uh, on my computer screen. I'm disseminating those notes. I'm disseminating what my screen is showing me because I have mm-hmm. a TV screen right in front of me as well. And uh, so it's a rush because your mind is working over time. Yeah. Because you're disseminating this information live on the air. And as you're doing that, there are questions being posed to you from the anchor because they want to know and they want to get that information out. It's really, it's, a, it's, it's something to behold. Thinking about it from a, a therapist perspective and just knowledge of brain chemistry and such, I, I think it's something just, wow, it, it wouldn't be my strength because physiologically, your central nervous system is on hyper alert. You're mm-hmm. experiencing stress, you know, norepinephrine b- being released and other chemicals and having to manage all this stimulus and then speak and channel it out in an intelligible way. It takes a lot of control of your physiology. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty yeah. amazing. And you have to be really gifted to do it. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, there's so many gifted people in this newsroom and the organization and that, uh, I re- you know, we all rely on each other for to get it all right. To get yeah. It, make it great. So I know, I know at around, I think it's one twenty-seven or 28, you have to go live and, and broadcast. Is that something we can listen to or do you want to disconnect and call back? Um, I, I, I do believe that I may have to disconnect it. That's fine. That's fine. I was just curious. Seven, because you guys, I would, well, I could pot you down. I don't know if you would, and pot the others up. You would still hear me and them. Whatever works. It just it just crossed my mind as we were talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever's gonna be best for your for your show. But I don't know if it's allowed to air on you guys. Oh know. right, yeah. Then just disconnect and come back to us. Oh, I'd rather not than yeah, absolutely. Be good, be a good girl. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, one of the other questions I had, Michelle, because I know today we were going to talk some about the astrological influences. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot um, of it. I yeah, and lot, so yeah. so can we can we kind of jump into that? Yeah, we can. Oh, let's talk first about the Orlando shootings. I was looking at Gosh. Omar, Omar uh, Mateen, mm-hmm. his birth chart, and also the chart of the night of the shooting. I looked at the chart of the night of the shooting on the twelfth at two o two a.m. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what immediately struck me was Mars, the planet of aggression. War. War. Aggression. Yeah. Uh, was 
conjunct his sun and opposite his moon. His identity, so tell us what that means. His, his sun is his identity, and his moon is his emotion. This was such an emotionally skilled tirade. It was, uh, and, and not only that, but he has a, in his regular chart, in his natal chart, he has a uh, Mars square, a direct moon Mars square. Okay. So uh, it's that already makes a person that that's an abusive husband. That's, that's okay. That's you know unless you have other plan you know uh, parts of your chart that uh, you can learn adapt and control um, this part of your personality that is abusive and, you, and he has it in. in he doesn't have it in mutable signs. He has it in fixed signs. Okay, That's so that means... Hard. The mutable signs will be easier to uh, come to terms with. You're immutable. You're Gemini. So yes. I'll give you an example. Somebody has a Mars in Gemini and a Sun in Pisces. They're more able to adapt to that than a person who has what he has, which is a Moon in Taurus and a Mars in Aquarius. They are fixed signs. Yeah. They're not able to change that configuration, whereas a mutable sign, like a Pisces and a Gemini, will be able to work towards that change. Okay. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This guy had anger issues that he wasn't able to come to terms with. And so, yeah, go night, on. That night, they were exacerbated when the sun, or when Mars conjuncted his sun and opposed his moon. That's okay such a strong configuration it's so crazy that and, is and, and here's the other thing it was a scorpio with his rising scorpio with his venus in scorpio with his i think uranus in scorpio it's like what he had a, a huge proliferation of, of scorpio planets so uh, i know sometimes scorpio gets a bad rap uh yep. <laughs> for these kind of things and, yep. and so um yeah, you know, so I don't want to be throwing Scorpios under the bus. We can't but... because my rising Scorpio and there's I know in, and every Scorpio knows this. Every Scorpio knows this. There are good Scorpios and there are bad Scorpios. Just like everyone else. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like there are good Geminis and bad Geminis. My stepmaster yes, is there a are. bad Gemini. Like, yes, my, and sometimes me as a Gemini, there's good Gemini Lisa, bad Gemini Lisa. <laughs> and they're all one person. We Gemini. are. Yes. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, whereas like Scorpios, they're, I've never, there's always, they're either good or evil. And this guy was evil. And, yes. Uh, and that's what I find with Scorpios. There's usually good ones. And, and he had a lot of fixed planets and, and oof, he just had a lot of squares, oppositions. That moon opposing Mars or moon opposing his sun. That's a nasty opposition. Um, so can I ask you a question about the, the night of the shooting and just the astrology going on? Something that I found that, you know, I'm, I'm not an astrologer, but I'm fascinated by it. But I, I, yeah, I read that the, the night of the shooting, Mer Mercury was at 29 Taurus yep. and within a degree of the current position of the Pleiades, which its central star called the seven sisters, which are known as the weeping sisters and associated with homosexuality. And what an event to weep over. Wow, that kind of blew me away. Yeah, that's, that's, I was looking at that 29 degree Taurus and wondering the significance of that. What does uh, that mean? I know t 29 is the last degree of any sign mm -hmm. um, having well, to do with endings. Yeah, when you have a 29 degree uh, in any, I have a 29 degree sun sign. Okay. In Pisces, so, so, and Pisces. I'm, I'm here to uh, finish what, whatever my soul got started. Uh, his 20, that was the, that wasn't even his, that was the chart of the night. So, right. um, I don't think that, oh, it's interesting. Perhaps this is finishing the gun debate once and forever. Well, you Wouldn't know, that maybe be nice? that would be. Wow. That's, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Perhaps this is because Mercury is the planet that, uh, that this is, ruled mercury is ruled by communication gemini virgo yes uh, so perhaps uh this shooting will be the final straw in the camel's back of assault bans 
assault weapons in America. That'd be amazing. I would, I would, uh, I would not rule that out. <laughs> I would not rule that out. Yeah. I mean, there have been even many conservative uh, people that have come out, um, even our own uh, Fox News' Gretchen Carlson has, has come out and said that, you know, these assault weapons have to go. So there's been many a, uh, a change of hearts. And, and I'm going to be honest, I am uh, a big supporter of the Second Amendment. I believe that people have the right to bear arms, absolutely. Um, but I don't understand why they need to bear assault weapons. No. I, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, absolutely. That's, that's where I go, really? I don't I don't quite get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what's kind of scary. And, and um, so, yeah. Um, so I also pulled up the chart um, the morning of December 14th, 9.41 a.m. of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting and talking about Adam Lanza, um, and that particular morning, there was a squaring of Uranus and Pluto. And I read that that aspect has to do with uncontrolled violence. And that that same square has been present in other um, murders and, and disasters like that. And I wondered if you could talk to us a little about that. Well, that's actually going on right now, this Uranus-Pluto uh, square. That's been going on for the last couple of years. And if you notice the escalation of violence, yeah. uh, particularly in our political process this year, um, this is definitely what's in the skies right now. I think it was like 50 years ago they were conjunct, Uranus and Pluto. Now they're squaring one another. And if you remember 50 years ago, it was the 60s, and it was a uh, revolution, and that's what happened now, um, and, and that was a conjunction. Whenever you have these hard aspects, and I have to go, and we'll pick this up. Go ahead. Next. Call back, and we'll um, put you back through. Okay, great. Okay. Okay, great. We'll Talk that. to you soon. Right. Okay. Bye. So for our listeners, I wanted to give the, <coughs> pardon me, the call-in number. If you want to call and join us in this, com- join us in this conversation, it is 818 We would love to know your thoughts and opinions and feelings. So I'm like a research junkie, kind of a geek about particularly brain chemistry and and things like that. But I just love researching lots of stuff. And and I was curious about just kind of um, the... Let me gather my thoughts. Um, Gun control issues. And there is currently, there has been for 20 years, a ban on federal funding to research the effects of gun control. And the American Medical Association in the last few days since the shooting in Orlando has adopted a policy um, promoting that gun violence is a public health crisis. And the American Medical Association, along with the American Pediatric Association, is committed to get research dollars to start to educate, you know, do studies about um, lack of gun control and how that affects violence and our culture here in America. And in 2013, President Obama ordered the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, to to research um, violence, gun violence. And the CDC came back and said, we'd love to, but we don't have funding. Um, so the AMA and the American Pediatric Society is going to actively lobby Congress to overturn this 20-year-old piece of legislation um, blocking funding for research on gun violence. And the American Medical Association has supported gun control since the 1980s. So it's just, in my opinion, such an area that needs to change in our country, just people being able to carry around assault weapons and such. Uh, living in New Orleans, there's a lot of violence there. So there's, there's, uh, um, I haven't, re- re- you know, qualified this statistic I'm about to throw out, but but almost a murder a day, like there are so many murders that we've become as a as a New Orleanian. Unfortunately, I'm going to say kind of desensitized. Like somebody else is shot. It, it just if you were to take on the fear of that reality, you would not leave your house and go to the grocery and or do anything. So it's just epidemic in a way that I hate that I've kind of become desensitized to that living in New Orleans. Like not not caring. Certainly, I care about 
gun violence, murders, et cetera, but just a lack of um, a sense of helplessness is more accurate, like what to do about this situation. I don't know, you know, what to do about the situation besides intend safety and take precautions and, and things that, you know, really don't make a difference. I think if somebody opens fire. So if there are any callers, call in to talk to us. We are going to take the second half of the show in the direction of politics having to do with Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, talk about their astrological charts and this election, um, things that are going on and their responses to the Orlando shooting and such. So we have a second half of the show coming up in just a moment that I think is, is really interesting today. This one, I'd love for somebody to call in. I haven't had a caller yet. 818-602-4929. You know, I'm okay with sitting in silence. It's kind of an art and therapy. People tend to fill the silence with all kinds of meaningless things. I think it can be relaxing to just sit in the silence and just notice what comes up within you and the person you might be sitting with. So if I don't have anything important to say right now, I'd rather not say it than just fill up the silence. Here we are with Michelle. Welcome back. Hi, how are you? I had to let my colleague finish. Uh, she was doing a report on the fire. I'm good. How'd it go? It went great. Um, we were talking, actually. Uh, I did, a, again, the story on Oprah and her response to Orlando. That's one of my stories today. I have about four or five that I file. Okay. So, we were talking well, I was about- just... Yeah, I was just talking while while you went to do your show about um, the the current ban on federal funding to research the effects of gun control, and the American Medical Association several days ago adopted a policy to to speak about um, and lobby Congress to overturn the twenty year old legislation blocking that funding and announcing that gun violence is a public health crisis. And along with the American Pediatric Association, really lobbying Congress to get this research funded to educate us about the lack of gun control and how it affects our culture and has contributed to the violence and all of the deaths. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult line to walk, Lise. We, want, we must always remember, and this is something that's kind of bothered me a little bit today when I was listening to House Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, Yeah, um, that we have what's called a constitution and uh and we have amendments and and the second amendment is Mm -hmm. something that we don't you know you have to understand it is every individual's right to bear arms at the same time the other amendment is the first amendment and that is the freedom of the press right right um these are two very important things they are first and second amendments this morning, yeah. I was a little, I was a little miffed to hear, you know, you know, with Donald Trump banning the press from his press conferences. That's that's, you know, and and House Speaker Paul Ryan talked vigorously about defending that Second Amendment. But when asked why he wasn't, or you know, what he thought was, uh, about Donald Trump banning press from his press conference, yeah, he, didn't, uh, he did not address that. That's the same thing. And there is where we find some hypocritical statements right there. So why Mm -hmm. are they protecting the Second Amendment and not the First? Yeah. you understand? I do. I see the hypocrisy in that. To me, that right there will tell us everything. Um, We should be informed. Sometimes the press is wrong. Um, But, you know, banning the press, how we built our countries, the foundations, like 
Those are the legs that we stand on. And it's the same as, as people having the right to bear arms. They do have that right. However, at this point with this shooting, um, the assault ban, like that to me makes sense. That to me makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. It just doesn't, to me, I'm like, of course. Like, how did this guy who was on the terror watch list get exactly. a weapon? Yes, and twice interviewed by the FBI, like definitely right. on the radar of being a danger. Right. Right. So to me, those are the things the public should be talking about right now. Uh, we should be talking about the fact that, um, you know, Donald Trump is talking about our Second Amendment uh, rights, but he's now violating the first one. Right. Yes. We should be Gosh. talking about that. That should yes. be on the list of people right now. Like, come on, yeah. that's the, this is just one of the most fundamental things of our country. Um, yeah. Yeah. So listen, uh, these murders are, are escalating in numbers. And that was the other comment from Oprah that I took away. Like she was giving the numbers. She was, and they're escalating. The numbers of, of people getting killed, mowed down, and these gun crimes are increasing twofold. Twofold. Wow. So... We'll see. I mean, yeah. So on the little break, I I also spoke about how we're going to move in the direction of politics and the astrological charts of Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Have you looked at their charts yet? Yeah. Donald Trump's a Gemini. I'm seeing that. Oh, my gosh. My birthday's tomorrow. Um, We have the gift of gab. (laughs) He has the gift of gab for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about Donald Trump. Let's go. He has Mars. What did we talk about with Mars? War. Omar Mateen had, had that Mars conflict, right? Yeah. He has Mars sitting pretty and not being touched by anything else right on his ascendant. It is exactly conjunct. He has no impulse control in the public. He says what he mm-hmm. wants. He doesn't. Um, and he's very aggressive. His nature, by nature, he's a very aggressive person. Mm-hmm. Um, with that Mars on the ascendant, it exacerbates that it, uh, the aggressive tendencies of the sign that it's in. And, and you ready? It's, they're 29 degrees Leo. Okay, so it's 29 So the last degrees. degree? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So Leo is a very proud sign. Mm-hmm. It does not bow down. It does not have humility. It does not. Look yeah. At, look at how Mars has exacerbated and made that almost an aggressive part of it. His being. Yes. Isn't that incredible when you look at that? That really is. His need for power uh, will only increase by the placement of where the the sign that rules Leo is. So let's go look at his chart. And I see his sun sign, which rules Leo, the sun rules Leo, is in the 10th house of power, prestige, and career. Mm. So his need is, is... is uh great yeah his need is beyond great like insatiable it's insatiable exactly it's a great word for it it's insatiable that's why he doesn't sleep he sleeps maybe four or five hours right i read Um, that yeah he doesn't drink because that would deter him from gaining power wow for me i'll drink i'm like give me a cocktail yeah (laughs) you have more balance what's that you have balance Right. You know, me, it's like I got to let loose. Oh, my God. Let's go celebrate Lisa's birthday. We're going to go. Have yeah. Fun. For him, it would be like that's a distraction. I'm going to go home of a press conference and talk to millions of people because I'm a powerful man. Wow. Right. So let me even uh, take this even a step further. Uh, one of the other things I look for is destiny, like nor- the North Node and South north node. node. Somebody's moon. Wh- yeah. What is South Node versus North Node? Okay, so let's put it uh, in perspective. Let's use Oprah since we talked about her already. And yeah, like I, I, her chart, I, I kind of have in my memory. Uh, if I can pull it up, give me a second. But she has with a North Node, I believe, in Capricorn, in the second house of wealth, and mm. uh, it, it's yeah, it's really quite a, a, amazing to see her birth chart and and to look at. What she's accomplished, and, and then compare that to her, her chart. Uh, 
Okay, now, is it the first house or the second house? Or, or first house, first house. See, I have two different charts here. One that says second house and one that says first. Her sun is conjunct Venus in the second house. Her north node is in the first first house. So first house, okay. north node, um, come into power, and it's all about them. It's all about who they are. As, as, and her north node is Capricorn in the first house. So a Capricorn what does that mean? Is a Capricorn is about career, stature, and uh, her north node is 23 degrees Capricorn. Her south node is Cancer. She, her last life. This is a great example. Yeah. Her last. This is her last life. She learned all about compassion. Mm, so okay. Her, your south node is what you learned from your past life, and your north node is where what you need to learn. In this life. So her north node is in Capricorn. It's all about business this time around. But she's using her south node, which she learned in her past life, compassion. That's why she's so great is because when she sits down and has those interviews, yeah. she's the most compassionate uh, speaker and uh, interviewer I've ever seen. That's what she's mm-hmm. And genuine. Yes. In this lifetime. I have to learn more compassion. My north node is seven degrees cancer. Okay. Last life, I was very, I was wealthy. I, I don't know. I'm not bringing. Where's the wealth? I'm looking behind me, and I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So now let's go back to Donald Trump for a minute. Yeah. Oprah, right. Yeah. So Donald's north node is in the tenth house. Of, like, of, of what is tenth house? Oh, wow. Okay. It's conjunct his son. This only exacerbates his need for public stature, wealth, dominance. He wants to dominate the world. There's no doubt in my mind. Yes. This guy wants, like, serious. Yeah. Now, can I say this? And I, I hope, I don't think he is as mean as he comes off or as bad. He's got his Venus, Saturn, and Mercury all in Cancer in the 11th house. Mm. I do think his heart is true. He does want to make America great. He really, really does, and he believes in his heart. This is what needs to happen. That this is how to do it. Yes. So he's he's not as bad as as, as we might ex- like everybody says. I I and it's true because if you talk to the stars that know him, and I've gotten to interview several. They all say the same thing. He's not that bad, you know. Uh huh. I've heard that too. Interviews with his staff. Mm hmm. He really does have a good heart, and believe it or not, and he says things that might like he says that send people into a tailspin. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, he doesn't mean them in a harmful way. He right. really doesn't. But yes, that's how they come off. So I'm curious about our girl, Hillary Clinton, Scorpio, Sun, Leo, Rising, Pisces, Moon. No, I have her. She's a double Scorpio. She is. Is a, she? Yes. She is a okay. Sun. And this makes way more sense because. Okay. Me, tell us. She's got her Sun, Venus, Mercury, all in the 12th house of secrets. She holds a lot of, she's got a, a lot of cards that she's holding at her chest. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We do not know a lot of what's going on. Okay. But, um, what do you think about that? Um, well, I think it's it's good in many ways because that's, I don't think that uh, – I think that there are people that need to know things. And uh, I also think that to be a politician, you have to be very diplomatic. Yes. You cannot show all your cards. You just can't. You just can't. So she's a and gift in this area then, naturally. Uh, and now here's where the power play comes in. She's got her Mars, Saturn, and Pluto all conjunct in Leo. Um, okay, so this so, means... Uh, so when you have that square of... Uh, she has a giant square between Scorpio and, and Leo. Um, and that's a, power, that's a power thing. She seeks power as well, political power. But she also mm-hmm. has these things in her ninth house, Pluto, Mars, and Saturn, all in the ninth house. That's foreign. That's foreigner. That's foreign diplomacy. 
That's oh, that's, cool. Okay. Um, now, there, Pluto is the planet of power. Mars is the planet of aggression. Saturn is the planet of authority. Those are very important planets to have in, in the ninth house of foreign, you know, foreigners, especially for a president. Okay. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, give me a second. I gotta fix. Something. Yeah. I gotta make sure that my. Oh gosh, hold on. Down. Sorry about that. So uh, this, to me, is a power player. She's a power player. She makes deals, a lot of deals, and I think as far as she will not back down with our foreign diplomats. She will not. Um, when you do her, when you cross-pollinate uh, her chart with the United States of America, yeah, Jupiter, uh, from the United States of Jupiter falls into the 12th house of hers. That is of secrets? Place. No. Yes, that is also, yes, but it's also the, the best place you can ever have because Jupiter protects the entire Yeah, I think that's wheel. interesting. Yeah. So, um, as far as protecting this country, that is a very interesting aspect to have when she's joined in with this country as president. Um, people will feel more protected with her than they will with the other guy. I, I agree. So, even if she does shady deals, which she does, right. let's right. be really, let's be real. Let's like, well, yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. The lady makes some shady deals. She makes right. behind the door deals. It's in her chart. Mm-hmm. There's no denying it. Um, and one of the other things that I think is also interesting is her north node is opposite. So her south node is, is in uh, Scorpio, and her north node is in Taurus in the seventh house. Um, her job in this lifetime is to do deals, make negotiations and um, seek peace. Yeah. Um, accordance. Harmony. Seventh house. Balance. Things that we need right now, that we needed for a long time. Yeah, but she also runs into a lot of opposition. Um, she runs into a lot of opposition. And in fact, you can, you can see where even Sanders isn't sitting down with her. Like, even... Right. Like, she runs into it a lot. And also, 7th House North Node, you'll find that person that just doesn't have an easy road to get in there. They just don't. You know, she's all, she always has to fight. And uh, even Sanders isn't sitting down. He, he, needs, yeah. he needs to be smacked. Sorry, Sanders. Report, report yes. He, he does. I mean, he's just, like, it's not cool what he's doing at this point. I, I yeah, it's not. And not mountain and support her at this point is ridiculous. At this point. And let me just say for him, he's got a moon conjunct Mars and that's why he's he's he likes the fight. Okay. He, you know, when you're emotionally tied into Mars like he is again that moon like Omar had the opposite. So um when your moon is conjunct Mars, um that's a person that likes the fight. And he uh, likes what his supporters do. Do like he's he's vested in that in this crazy Aries way. Yeah, his moon conjunct Mars and Aries. That's, ah, that's okay. Something. Yeah, yeah. So I I have a I have a final question for you. Final question, and it's it's more personal. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day, Michelle, to be okay, on the air it. with me. Okay. I, I like asking my guests, how, how is your work? How does it affect you personally? And what do you want to leave? You know, what is it that you want to leave about your life, your work here? Oh, that's a doozy of a question. Um, However you want to answer it. It's kind of a few questions. You can go well, any which way. Here's the thing. Uh, how does my work affect me? You can, ask co-workers here, Jeff, and we have, like, shooting, that affects you. I mean, we're yeah. in the thick of it. Our brains are saturated by it. It, it. You know, it is something where sometimes it'll shut us down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Our job is to make sure that we don't shut down and give the information 
and that is really, really important. But it's sometimes seeing all this death, destruction all the time can affect a person. I'm, I'm yes. lucky that um, I'm able to turn it off. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to do that. I'm able to, to, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'll be driving in the car and I'll be like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Why? But, you know, I think every reporter in a newsroom kind of goes through that struggle. We all have that because we're inundated with it all the time. Yes. I wanna, you know, for me, I just want to tell stories and, and uh, connect with millions and, and in a way where um, I get to communicate with, with them every day and, and talk with them about important issues that uh, that affect all our lives. To me, that's the legacy, you know? And you do that for us. How can people find you and, and you know, your work? Well, they can go to foxnewsradio.com, uh, Sirius XM. I'm on channel 115. That is Fox News headlines 24-7. You can hear my radio voice now. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah. And that's how, where people can find me. MichellePolino.com is in my website. You can find a lot of my stories there. Uh, yeah. And we'll be doing more and more stuff, I think. Great. Um, podcasting and all that kind of fun stuff in the future. Michelle, thank you for being with me today. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll see you yeah. tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. At Bestia, yeah. right? To, yes, at Bestia. Okay, good. I love Fantastic. It. Have a yeah. great rest of your day. I'm so excited to go. Okay, you too. Happy birthday. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. Okay, you all, that concludes our show for today. Really interesting, I think. Next week, <laughs> next week, I'm doing something really different. I am taking off my therapy hat and I am putting on my artist hat as I sit down with interior designer and artist Max Bruni of Max Bruni Interiors and founder of the Los Angeles Design Industry Association. We are going to open some wine and we are going to talk about all things art and design, what brought her to the arts and being a creative, what brought me there. So please join me next week for another episode of All Things Therapy. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only.